Life by Divine with Sue DeMay fosters deep healing and profound awakenings as she guides you to hear, answer, and trust the highest calling of your heart. Your host and sacred guide is global impact visionary leader Sue DeMay, a best-selling author, international speaker, and gifted intuitive healer who challenges all of us to shift from life by default or even life by design to truly living life by divine. And now, here is Sue DeMay. Welcome to the show. It's an honor to be here once again, sharing whatever message comes through, whatever message the world needs to hear right now. And it's been an interesting time for me, and I know it's, it's, it's a very challenging time for a lot of people. There's a lot of change in the air. There's a lot of uncertainty in the air. There's a great sense of the unknown for the future. And everything that was familiar and feeling seemingly constant has been uprooted and shifted in the last two or three months. And it's in, we can, we can go in one or two directions with all of this. We can meet it with fear. We can meet it with love. And, and those words sound very simple. They're not, it's not easy at the same time. The ego would convince you that, oh, that's too simple a tool to be powerful or have impact. And I guarantee you, though that simple tool has powerful impact and powerful potential. It holds great potential, actually, for our lives, for our own individual experience of what's happening in the world, but also for the collective experience of all of humanity. So today the topic that came in was how to hold steady when the world is rocking. So there is no doubt, I'm sure, in anyone's mind that we are living in a precarious time. And right now the foundation that we've been standing on is rocking beneath our feet and crumbling, literally crumbling as we stand, as we walk. And the challenge is so many people are grasping and attached and holding on to that foundation. That foundation needs to go. That foundation needs to be obliterated. That foundation needs to crumble away. So the question then becomes, how do we hold steady as the ground beneath our feet is shaking and crumbling away? And that's what we're going to talk about today. That's what I'm going to explore today with you. How can we meet fear with love and compassion? How can we create a, a deeper level of understanding or find meaning in the way everything is everything happening in the world, but the way everything is playing out? Now, it's been an interesting time for me because uh, there's been so many things changing in my personal life and a real kind of letting go and a falling away of a lot of things. And at the same time, kind of moving towards some new and different things, a new way of being in life. And 
we're in the process of actually moving houses. So we, we're leaving the farm. This is where we were renting our, from our friend's place for a long time as a 20 acre farm. We were, we've been there three or four years. We're moving to a house now in a, in a residential neighborhood. It's a quiet neighborhood, but it's, and it's really beautiful. Lots of trees. I'm looking out my bedroom window right now. And there's this big, massive tree. And we're in between houses. So literally we moved, we spent the whole weekend painting and then we had moved some stuff, but not very much. And the movers are actually coming on Friday. So we have some stuff over there and some stuff over here. So I didn't do video today because I don't actually have everything set up here. My studio has been painted, but it still needs to be you know, vacuumed and cleaned and set up. So I'm in between. I'm in this place of limbo, but I'm in a really deep place of peace within the limbo. I'm in this really place of, of deep trust and blind faith even though the environment's shifting and changing and moving and there's a lot of uncertainty all around me, but there's a lot of uncertainty all around all of us. And there's always been uncertainty around all of us. Now the uncertainty feels more magnified. It's more in our face. The uncertainty and the unknown feels bigger because those things that we've been kind of standing on as a foundation have been removed. Those familiar things, the day-to-day -day familiarity has shifted and changed. And it has for me too. I don't believe that there's any one person that would be immune to all of this right now. I think I believe everybody's impacted by this all around the globe. So when we are standing in our lives and looking around at the unknown, looking around at the emotional charge that's happening, looking around and seeing some battlefields rising up, people on opposite ends of the spectrum and, and fighting and attacking, It's challenging. It's a challenging time we're living in right now. So how do we find meaning? How do we find peace? How do we hold steady? How do we walk with deep trust and blind faith when so much feels like it's crumbling away? The key behind all of this, and I'm going to share, you know, some different tools and some different perspectives with you. And I want you to take what resonates and leave the rest behind because not all of it is going to fit for you and you don't need to try all of it on and use all of it and integrate all of it. Pick the one that resonates the most with you. Pick the pieces that really land deep in your heart space and make sense in that space versus in your head. Because we have our inner teacher, which is spirit, guiding us, leading us, directing us toward love and compassion for self and for others. And then we have the ego right now. And I've talked a lot about the ego and I've shared a lot about the ego in my book, The Evolution of the Ego. I've done many radio shows, episodes specifically around the ego and its nature and how it evolves and the different ego personas. 
what I'm seeing right now is an intense rising of the superego. And the superego is the collective ego, the collective energy of fear from all of humanity. And what it's doing is influencing and impacting all of us, whether we're in alignment or not, there's an impact. Whether we're choosing love or fear, there's an impact. Whether we get caught up in it or not, there's a potential to kind of lose our footing. And even when we're holding steady and making a conscious choice for love and compassion, there's going to be moments, there's going to be moments where life bumps up against our doubt and life bumps up against our fear and life feeds our confusion or uncertainty. And if we can just meet those moments with love and compassion, then we'll actually be able to navigate our way through them. But if we judge ourselves and if we get all caught up and resist those moments, we're just simply feeding the superego. We're contributing to it. We're adding fear to an already fear-filled world. So in those moments when life bumps up against your doubt and feeds your doubt, confusion, uncertainty, worry, anxiety, depression, whatever it is, do your best to meet it with love and compassion. And sometimes all that is is just I am where I am, a practice of acceptance. I am where I am and it's okay. I'm feeling doubt and it's okay. I'm feeling anxious and it's okay. When we can meet it with awareness and acceptance, it will soften. If we resist it, if we judge it, I shouldn't be here, I know better, I have too many tools, I should be in alignment, I should be heart-led all the time, I don't want to choose fear. If we resist it, then the resistance grows. It feeds the fear. It feeds the superego. So start with compassion towards self and just an understanding that this is a challenging time. And to remain in alignment is tricksy especially when we have our own personal ego doing its best to derail us, keep us safe and playing small, keep us hiding and protected, feeding us with fear, doubt, worry, confusion, anxiety, uncertainty, anger, resentment. See, what happens is we have this uneasiness that occurs when life bumps up against our leftovers. We have this unease or this feeling of density or there's some form of trigger, some form of, of experience in the body. And what'll happen is the ego will gladly add a story, create a scenario, and try and create a reason that you feel that way. 
So for example, if you're feeling triggered by somebody, the ego may go to judgment about that person. And in the ego mind, when we go into judgment, we're actually feeding fear. We're in fear. We're in alignment with the ego. Whereas in that moment, if you can say, okay, I'm feeling unease, instead of focusing on what the trigger was, what the person did or what happened on the outside, is go into the feeling, go into the experience in the body, physically and emotionally. What do I feel? Where do I feel it? How does it feel? What emotions present? That's a path in where we can actually start to dismantle that fear-based thinking, that default setting in our mind when the ego is cleverly hidden or coming in in all directions to keep us in fear and confusion. When we are looking for meaning, seeking and understanding, and we ask why, why is this, why does it have to be this hard? Why is everybody fighting? Why is there such an opposition? Why does it look like everybody's, you know, there's a great divide? And the answer is, well, because there is, there is a great divide right now. And that division is actually more the division in our minds. We are divided because of our programming. We are divided because we believe in fear. We are divided because we have been programmed to judge. We are divided because we believe we are separate from our source and separate from each other. So when we seek an understanding or meaning, we need to be aware of who we're seeking that answer with. If we're sitting down with ego, trying to figure out why everything's happening as it is and why people are reacting the way they are and why everybody's so emotionally charged and so unbelievably sensitive, if we're sitting down with ego and asking all those questions and seeking an understanding, then the story that will be told or the understanding that will come to, the conclusion that will come to, will be all fear-based. And some of it may even be a bit of a lie because the ego will lie. It's very conniving, very clever, very tricksy. And it'll stop at nothing to keep us safe to keep us believing in fear because the ego only knows fear and it only knows how to use fear to protect us. Whereas if we sit down and imagine ourselves sitting down with God or the divine, our source, Holy Spirit, whatever word feels good for you, the field of infinite potential. If we imagine ourselves sitting down with a divine guide, even our true self, our higher self, our divine self, doesn't matter what you call it. It matters to you in your heart. 
It has, you have to feel a connection to that. That's important. If we sit down with the divine guide within us and we ask those questions from there, and instead of asking why, why is this happening? Why does it have to be so hard? Why does everybody have to feel so divided and separate? Ask, what is this teaching us? What is the purpose of how this is all playing out? What is it in my life that I need to shift or heal or change? What do I need to learn from this? And you can ask, what do I, as in like you inquiring yourself, or what do we, as in inquiring for the collective, all of humanity? But I would really encourage you to start within. Start within your own mind. Because as we heal within, we're actually healing and contributing to the healing of the whole. As we heal self, we contribute to the healing of the whole. So start within, within your own mind, within your own triggers, within your own feelings, your own sensations. Go within, explore those, close your eyes, take a breath, Set an intention to reveal, to heal. Set an intention to sit down with the divine guide, Holy Spirit, God, the universe, source. Sit down with your teacher of love and ask to be shown. Ask for an understanding. And then release and let go. Don't be attached to having an understanding. Don't be attached to getting an answer in that moment. This is where deep trust comes in. We will be given the answers when we're meant to have the answers. We will be given an understanding when we're meant to have that understanding. We will be given or shown the meaning when we're meant to have that awareness. Remember, we're shifting from life by default, which is asleep at the wheel, to life by design, which is we're the captain of our ships and we're the ones that are making things happen, to living life by divine, which is a beautiful surrender of our human self to allow our divine self to navigate this precarious world. That's what the call is right now, is for all of us to wake up and allow the divinity within us to be our guide, to allow our human selves to be guided by our divinity, to be animated by love instead of fear. And in order to do that, sometimes we need to obliterate the foundation we've been standing on. And that's part of what we're witnessing right now, a big part of what's happening. I remember someone sharing a quote. I don't know the source of the quote, but they said, when the ground beneath you is shaking and you look around to see why or what the cause is, and you realize it's God doing the shaking. 
the divine is shaking things up right now. There's enough of us calling for an awakening. There's enough of us now stepping into our light. There's enough of us holding steady in love, being love in action. There's enough of us that it's actually creating a tipping point. I listened to a teaching by Dr. Bruce Lipton, who's the author of Biology of Belief. And he was talking about the energy in an environment being impacted by a small percentage of that environment. So let's say 1% of an environment started to shift and make a different choice. So let's say 1% started to choose love. That other 99% would be influenced. That's the law of resonance, the law of vibration. So if we are aligning with the law of vibrational resonance, and as light workers, light leaders, conscious individuals, heart-centered individuals, and we are making a conscious choice for love over and over and over and over and over again, and we are healing all our blocks to love over and over and over and over again, and we are clearing all density and leftovers within us over and over and over again. That 1% has the potential to influence the other one, the other 99%. That's amazing news. We don't need to wake up the whole world. We need at least 1% of the world to be so awake and so aligned and so standing solid in love as much as we can, as often as we can. And that other 99% will be positively influenced and shifted. And it'll shift with or without their awareness. It'll shift with or without their, their coming along for the ride. It'll just happen. That's great news. And it actually gave me great relief when I read that the other day because I was like, how do we wake up 100% of the population? Like it feels like a daunting task. On a human level, it feels daunting and overwhelming. And that's what the ego would want us to believe. It's an impossible, it's an impossible task. It's an impossible, impossibility. That's not true. The truth is we can influence. If we influence 1%, the rest will shift. And the one thing that we can look at, you know, I know there's a lot of different opinions around the coronavirus and there's lots of different opinions around all of it, the whole experience of it. But the one thing I can say and see from this is that it really put a pause on people's lives in a way that caused them to stop and reflect. And whether you stop and reflect and then rise up 
for some injustice, to share and spread the word and speak truth, whatever it is, it created a great pause in the world. And for many, it made them pause and come home. Now we had to go to our physical homes in a lot of different places, but what it did is made us pause our lives and come home. And the invitation was to come home to self. Not self as in the human self, but self within a capital S self, our divine self. And a lot of people went home and sat in resentment or distraction. And then others will do their internal work and actually found some great healing. Others would rebel. And some were meant to rebel and some were not. Some rebellion is a choice for love. Some rebellion is standing up and speaking truth and rising up for a cause. The key is what part are you meant to play and when and how are you meant to play it? The only way to navigate this precarious time and maintain a sense of peace is to lead with your heart, to let the divine lead the way. to surrender your life and, and surrender your uncertainty, forgive all your triggers and questions, and ask to be shown. Show me the way. Guide me, lead me, direct me, and I will follow. So as you make choices throughout your day, just know that every choice, every decision, every moment is a choice for love or a choice for fear. Are you acting from that place of love and guidance, inspired action, or are you taking action from a place of fear? At the same time, we have this internal process going on to clear our own density, align with love within. There's a very intense energy rising right now, which is not only stirring things up for all of humanity, but really stirring things up within us. And it's a, it's a very shaky, gritty, dense energy that's like it's it's interesting because it's it's going in all different directions i feel it contract i feel it expand i feel it rise up i feel it push down it's like it's moving us right it's moving us left it's bringing us into this swirly kind of feeling it's it's a very interesting energy when i just tune into it in within my own body i just feel this like dense heaviness around me but when I actually tune into the energy that I'm feeling around all of us and around me it it's moving it's shaking it's contracting it's expanding it's swirling it's doing all this stuff it's actually 
really cleansing, clearing, purifying, rattling things, shaking things loose. It's doing a really great job at breaking down our foundations and our habitual patterns. Now, as it's doing that, the experience of it, it can be intense, can be confusing. It can actually send a lot of people into more of that projection and blaming other people for how they're feeling. And some people, sure, they're doing certain things that, that could easily be, we could easily project out onto them and say, they're the problem, that's the issue. If they would just stop what they're doing or if they would just change, then I would feel better. But I promise you, it's not going to happen that way. Right now, and it's been this way for about a week rising, I have a feeling it's going to kind of come to a peak today or tomorrow, and then it's going to start to ease off. That's my sense. That's kind of what I'm, the vision I'm getting right now as I'm sharing this with you, because I'm just asking for clarity at the same time as I'm sharing this with you. The vision I get is kind of coming to a peak, almost like a volcanic eruption, and then a slow kind of fading after that. So hold steady through this. I can't say that enough. Just hold steady. And I'm going to take a short break, but after the break, I'll tell you, I'll give you some tools on how to hold steady, what practices I do, things that I do that can help you maybe hold steady within your own life. I know they definitely make a difference for me. And there's times where, you know, I'm feeling, I'm feeling the shaking too. And I'm feeling like I don't have my center at times. And, and just know that it's not just you. A lot of people are really struggling right now. The good news is we've trained for this our whole entire life. We've been training for this moment our entire life. And you are equipped with the capacity to handle this. So hold steady, trust. And once we come back from the break, I'll share some more specific tools and things that I use to help me in those moments where I feel like the ground beneath me is just going to knock me down. We'll be right back. Clarion Call for all healers, intuitives, empaths, light leaders, visionaries, and conscious souls. We are here to usher in deep healing and profound awakenings, to shift our collective consciousness from head to heart, to ignite hearts and unite in love for each other and our planet, to illuminate our path and the path for others. Our heart-led living community is a place to come home and to shine bright as beacons of love from this house of light. Join our Heart Yes movement and experience a sacred healing community of support as you discover how to embody your true heart yes, to hear and trust your intuition as you answer the deepest call of your heart. Take Sue's hand and open your heart to receive the support you need to heal self, be the change, and play your part in the healing of the whole of humanity. Join us at heartledliving.com forward slash become a member. Welcome 
Welcome back. You're listening to Life by Divine, and I am your host, Sue Dumay. Today, I've been talking about how to hold steady when the world is rocking, when the ground beneath our feet is crumbling away, when the foundation that we've been standing on is crumbling. How do we hold steady? How do we walk with deep trust and blind faith when the world appears to be falling apart in some ways? And the one thing that I do a lot is pause. And if I feel, especially if I feel a discord or I feel a niggling, I push the pause button. I pause for a moment, I take a breath, and I check in with myself. When I check in with myself, I'm looking at what is actually causing the sensation or feeling that's happening. And if it's an emotional or a thought or a belief that's swirling around in my head, it's for me, it's about kind of going through the body. I love to go through the body to heal the mind, and that's been my process. That's been my path for a long time. You know, some people, you know, go through the mind, and that's their process. So I find it really helpful to pause and feel into, what do I feel, where do I feel it? And when I can get into the feeling and tune into the energy of it, sometimes it just dissipates. Other times there's a bit of processing around it. And sometimes there's some journaling or some aligning with the mind around it. The key is to have the awareness to pause. The other piece is our willingness to look within. The ego will use projection and cast blame out into the world. Cast blame on the coronavirus, cast blame on who started it, who didn't start it, why it's happening, why it's not happening, how it could have been prevented or anything else in between. It will cast blame on other people's behaviors and what they're doing or not doing, what they're saying or not saying. The ego will project out onto other people so that it keeps us from healing and seeing what we need to see. It'll throw our stuff out into the world, out onto somebody else in an attempt to keep us, keep it from our awareness. So the ego uses projection to keep us from seeing and knowing the truth or getting in underneath the trigger. If we pull back our projections, take back all of our own projections, and I do this often, it's like I, I set an intention to take back all my projections, and then I sit with that feeling. I sit with the energy. I ask the energy to soften. I soften around it. I sit down beside it. I experience the emotion if there's a, a flowing through or emotional release. I'm very deeply present with it as best I can. And then at the same time, I set an intention to reveal to heal. Show me what I need to know, feel, or experience so that I can get to the other side of this, so I can actually come full circle in the healing. A lot of times the ego will make us quit before the miracle. The ego will we'll move into an emotion and we'll be like, oh, if I start crying now, I feel like I'll never stop. And, and that's not true because you will stop. I promise you, you will stop. We always stop. It may feel like that in the moment, but keep, hold steady, go into it. Don't 
quit before the miracle. The ego will come back in. As soon as you take back all your projections, the ego will come back in and throw another judgment in your mind and project back out again. That's the nature of the ego. So gently bring it back in. I take back my projections. When I'm doing this process, I often ask, if there's something I need to know, let it be brought to my heart to be understood and then gently released. So one, I'm, I'm, I'm open to kind of a more gentler processing. It doesn't have to be so intense, although right now a lot of it is intense. But when we add more suffering, it makes it even more intense. Thoughts of suffering create more contraction and more intensity, more resistance. And when we bring the level of understanding to the heart, it gives the mind what it needs at the moment and nothing more, nothing less. So the ego would have us get a full or seek a full understanding, a full reason, meaning, whatever it is around our confusion or uncertainty. But a lot of times, all we need is a little piece. All we need is a little piece of the puzzle in order to re return to peace, in order to find enough meaning about what's happening to calm us down, to calm the mind. And when we seek an understanding at the level of the heart, we are given exactly what we need, exactly when we need it. So when I do my inner circle member calls and I work with my group and they bring something to the call, if one of them raises their hand and I'm working with them and they're asking for an answer or guidance around something in their life, I'm not going to tell them what they want to hear, but I promise to tell them what they need to hear. And in that moment, what they need to hear is just enough of the message to provide a level of understanding at the heart that will allow the mind to calm and align with the heart. So what we're doing is we're meeting the uncertainty at the level of the mind just enough to unwind it from its hold or grip to heal any of the pieces that are not serving and to come back into alignment with the heart. When the mind is in the driver's seat, trying to understand everything that's going on and trying to find meaning about everything, it will be constantly running on a hamster wheel. It will never, ever make sense of it on a human level. We can't make sense of what's going on in the world on a human level because we're too invested. We're too emotionally invested in it. We have too many attachments and too many of our beliefs are embedded in what's happening or not happening. Uh, programming is so based on fear that the ego can easily play worst case scenario, best case scenario, and have this fear and worry about our future and create all these different scenarios of what the future means or doesn't mean. The ego loves to use the future. It's the domain of the ego is, is the future. It uses the past and the future to keep us stuck. 
running on a hamster wheel. But the divine spirit only can work with us in this present moment. So when we're present to what is, when we're here now, that's where we can get the guidance. That's where we can be shown different perspectives. That's where we can receive visions or insights that actually can give us peace of, peace of mind. So being fully present, being here now, that's where all the insights lie. That's where all the potential for guidance and healing reside. Be here now. Those simple words create a powerful shift because it brings our mind out of the past, out of the worry of the future, and into the present moment where we can be guided, where we can be led, where we can be directed, where we can receive messages, where we can become deeply present to how do we really feel. Making a conscious choice for love doesn't mean that you're going to feel all lovey-dovey about what's happening in the world. Making a conscious choice for love is, is being present to the emotions that are there, being compassionate witnesses to them, allowing them space to move and express themselves. Making a conscious choice for love sometimes means speaking up, other times it means biting your tongue. It's doing what you're guided to do in the moment, nothing more, nothing less. Sometimes we're guided to do more, sometimes we're guided to do less. But it's our heart leading the way because our heart doesn't have those filters that we have in the mind. Again, that's why I bring that level of understanding to the heart. Give me the understanding I need at the level of the heart so that my mind can come along for the ride. My mind can take its rightful seat in the passenger seat and my heart can be driving, directing and guiding. So holding steady is about being deeply present, as present as you can in this moment and in every moment. And I often direct people to the feeling. Go to the feeling. How do I feel? Where do I feel? What is that feeling trying to tell me or show me? What's underneath that feeling? What am I hiding? What am I protecting underneath that? So we start to explore the layers. When you can start to explore the layers, you can start to really dig deep and get in underneath, leaving no stone unturned. And the more you clear your density, vibrational density, the more you can expose the blocks to love and clear those blocks to love, the more in alignment you'll be. The more you can meet the world's fear with love. 
the more you can witness what's happening in the world with less triggers, the more you can navigate those emotional triggers within yourself and the better you can navigate and meet the emotional triggers in others. This last six to eight months for me has been a lot of internal heart work. It has been a lot of me talking to myself and bringing myself into that space of remaining open to anything and attached to nothing. I go back to the foundation, the basic foundation of heart-led living, which is the 10 heart-led living principles. Number one, be willing to heal. Number two, hold your light. There are times where I couldn't even find my light. And that's when I know I needed to pause. I know I needed to look within. We can't hold our light if we're disconnected from it. So our willingness to heal is our willingness to look at where am I blocking my light? Where, am I, where have I buried it? Be curious is another principle. Take inspired action only. Letting the divine lead you. Fill your heart first. Give from the overflow. Be open to anything. Be attached to nothing. Lead with your heart. Expect miracles. These are all heart-led living principles that can shift you, shift your consciousness from head to heart. And the more of us that are in our heart, the more of us that are being love in action, the more of us that have shifted from fear to love. And the more of us who can meet the fear in the world and recognize it's only a call for love. So in truth, there's love and a call for love. So do your best to answer that call for love within you and do your best to answer that call for love on the outside. And when we meet love in the world, when we meet that call for love, love expands. When we meet fear in the world with love, love expands every single time. It doesn't mean that situation changes, but it makes a difference. It has an impact. So hold steady. Trust that the work you're doing has an impact. Trust that every choice you make for love has an impact. Yes, we are living in a precarious time. Yes, it is challenging. Yes, it is shaking all of us up to wake us all up. And yes, it is probably stretching most people in ways they haven't been stretched before. 
but I invite you to hold steady. This is a time where we can shift everything. Be that 1%. Be that 1% that influences the 99%. Be that vehicle for love. Be that messenger for love. Be the light. Be the lighthouse. Be love in action. And trust that every time you choose, it has an impact, directly and indirectly, individually and collectively. Hold steady. If there was ever a time to hold steady, it's now. If there's ever a time to trust your intuition, it's now. If there's ever a time to get out of your head and lead with your heart, it's now. Hold steady. Stay the course. Keep taking the steps. And focus on the step that's in front of you. The ego would have you focus on the next two to three steps or even the 10 steps. Focus on the step that's in front of you, one step at a time. And you can do this with any task. So I just had this vision. I'm, I'm not in one of the rooms we painted. I'm in, my, I'm in the bedroom actually sitting on the bed. There's a mattress on the floor. I'm looking out the window. I have this little shelf, little bench shelf in front of my window. And I'm looking at this beautiful, massive tree because I'm on the second floor. And I'm reminded of all the other rooms. We painted four rooms and they're big rooms and they had these big vaulted ceilings. So there was a lot of cutting and I was responsible for doing the rolling. And as I'm rolling the rooms, they have so many different parts of it because it's all vaulted and has all these different you know, characteristic characteristic walls. I'll maybe take a picture and post it on social media at some point, but it's at one point I was rolling and I would, my, they were really tall walls and I'm only five foot, so I'm short. So I'm using this long extension pole to roll these walls and my shoulders were burning and my back was getting tired and I could feel my whole body. And like, we're talking like days of sanding and painting and moving stuff and packing stuff. And had been, you know, sick for two or three months. So I, I've been mostly on the couch. So I've done more physical in the last four to five days than I have in a long, long time. And I could really feel my body. And at one point, I just paused. I took a breath. And I just asked Spirit to give me strength. And to show me another perspective. And the words I got is, focus on the wall that's in front of you. And I'm like, okay. So I just would roll that wall, focus on that wall. And then the next wall and the next wall. And before I knew it, I was complete. All the painting was done. 
When we learn to hold steady, when we focus on the step that's in front of us, we can walk with deep trust because we can take that one step with trust. And we know, this is where blind faith comes in. We know that if it's on our path, it must be purposeful. So if all of this is on our path as a collective, it's purposeful. It's serving everyone. And right now there's a big release and bringing kind of shadow and density and darkness to the surface. So hold steady. There's a lot of energy right now. It's not just you. We're all feeling it, especially those who are really highly sensitive in the world. Everybody's feeling it, whether they realize it or not. And those that are highly sensitive are feeling it more. Hold steady. You've got this. You've trained for this. I have complete faith in you. Focus on the step that's in front of you, one step at a time, one breath at a time, one moment at a time. That's all we can do right now. Be here now. Focus on this moment right here, right now. And that will give you a sense of peace and purpose that will allow you to hold steady. If you need more support, come find me on Facebook for the Heart Yes Movement. And if you really need some in-depth coaching or support or healing, then consider my Inner Circle membership. I've changed things in the membership. It's a, a one, only one level now. And I'm working with a small intimate group with the intention of great impact but intimacy. So in the meantime, lead with your heart, trust your intuition. Everything you need will be given if you're open, if you're curious, and if you're willing. I'm right here with you, walking beside you as your mighty companion. You're not alone. You're never alone. And just know that we've got this. We do. We got this. I love you. I appreciate you. I honor you. Until next week, love and blessing. You've been listening to Life by Divine with your host, Sue DeMay. Shift your consciousness from head to heart and enliven your soul as you discover how to lead with your heart and live your own life by divine. Join Sue in the growing global heart-led living community at heartledliving.com. That is heartledliving.com.